Hello and welcome to another meeting of the After School Anime Club. I'm glad you're here. My name is Max. I'm the host of this here podcast. With me today, as always, are two of my very best friends. She is an insurance ingester and she's always got her donuts. It's Stevie Matos. <laughs> yes, Long John's all day. Chocolate Long John's all day. Uh, he's not Vash the Stampede, but he'll take your money anyway. It's Max Kostrak. Definitely not Vash the Stampede and stop looking into it so much. <laughs> I don't know if I used the insurance agency thing already. I might have used it last episode, but I'll do it again. I don't care. Watch me. You know what? There are two insurance adjusters on the show. Absolutely. So it's fine. That's right. It was mm -hmm. a, you were referencing the other one this time. Yeah. yeah. Whichever one I didn't reference before, Stevie. Okay. Great. Cool. Millie and Meryl. They're both great, so there's no they're insult both, they're here. They're both so wonderful. Exactly. I'm like, you know, depending on the day, when I want to deny reality, I'm definitely Meryl. When I want to be optimistic, I'm definitely Millie. Makes sense. And when you've got that big chain gun, that's also Millie. Strong Millie vibes. <laughs> I did not expect to so fall in love with these two, like, point of view characters. I didn't expect, <laughs> I thought Vash was going to be the point of view character in this show, to be honest. Same. With you. Nope. And <laughs> yeah. I really like the characters in this show. It's what's carrying it for me right now. Yeah. This yeah, is really good truly. stuff. Truly. Especially these two episodes. They're very cool. They truly are. And mm -hmm. we'll talk all about them. But first, I, um, you know, I've been kicking around the internet doing research. Here we go. Oh, boy. <laughs> I've got a new game for the two of you. Oh, Does that Lord. sound good? A oh, always. I mean, I, I yeah. love I love to learn about a new game and I love to be <laughs> scared all the time. Oh, this one isn't very scary at all, except unless you're scared of clowns. It's Death I Battle <laughs> Dossier. <laughs> Look, I believe that there are some things about people that are true. Okay. Everyone's a little bit gay, and everybody's afraid of clowns. Just a little bit. Everyone's a little bit afraid of clowns. Everyone's a little bit gay. You know, you can keep that kind of anti-clown uh, propaganda off of this podcast. Thank you very much. <laughs> I didn't say a lot. I said a little bit. I said a little bit. Okay. So they'd be right. surprising well, you're you, the one, okay? You're the one who's getting married to a clown sooner rather than later, so... Kind of sounds like an own goal to me. He's a good. He's a good clown, though. He can do card. He's a. He's a. He's <laughs> oh, a, a good um, clown. magic clown. Okay. Yeah, he's a magic clown. He's very. He well, all clowns are very good clowns. But he's a magic clown. So that's cool. Doesn't... Wait, no, hold on. Does he? <laughs> is he a clown that also does magic, or is he Correct. a magical clown with a, no. <laughs> abilities that are supernatural? Well, honestly, it's a little uh? bit of A and a little bit of B. He is, in fact. He isn't, this is, this is not a podcast about my partner. Yeah, no, he is, he is a clown whose entire act is like a, a clown who does magic tricks, but God, we are good. pretty, pretty confident that he is um, part of the Fae because as mm. Chicagoans, mm. he manages to always well. find a parking spot and like less than a block away from his house. That's, ooh, that's deep magic. That I is know. deep magic. He has, he has, he has literally got a pact with a God somewhere. Cause yeah, he never not finds a parking spot. Stuff. 
No, it's it's he's magic. Here's the thing: your fiance's <laughs> list of powers is very long, um, and so is the <laughs> list of powers that I generated for this game. This is called Death Battle oh, no. Dossier. Uh, I went on a website that I find odious and hateful called the Versus Battle Wiki. What is this? Because you hinted at this, and yeah. if it's what I think it is, I'm mad. Wait, like, like, like Instagram versus? No, it's um. Okay. It's a uh, we'll call it a collective f fiction project. Oh uh, no. To categorize and sort all of the superhumans in. Oh, God. Film, television, oh. video games, etc. The power scalers are added again. My least this. favorite uh, aspect of, Can I? of anime analysis. The hundreds upon hundreds of thousands of words written on this wiki scare the living daylights out of me. Like the, I'm going to need these people to get hobbies. This is some people's whole lives. Yeah. Who's going to win? Is it Goku or, you know, a fucking Scooby-Doo? Right. Well, that's... That's Goku. Scooby-Doo, because he exposes Goku's tax fraud. That's <laughs> valid, you know? Honestly, true. I was going to say Goku because Scooby-Doo wouldn't want to fight, but he just, mm. he just win by... Mm. He'd win well, by then forfeit. they would have an eating contest. We're just writing Ooh, fan Scooby, fiction on Scooby the show. Wins, no, no we're going to get into down. it. We're going to end up on this site if we keep going down this hole. Play the <laughs> game, Max. What do we need okay, to do? Okay, okay. Okay, here's... A Here's the game. I have perused the versus battle wiki to find characters from anime whose powers have been okay. calculated for the purpose of seeing who would win in a big fight. Mm -hmm. okay. I will describe a, char a character's powers and abilities using the 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 taxonomy of the oh, versus God. battle wiki. You have to okay. tell me who I'm describing. Okay. 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 I think it can do this. Because right. we are okay. recording this on the beginning of International Clown Week, this, this game will begin and end with an anime clown. Okay. Him? Two okay. clowns enter. Two clowns leave. <laughs> uh, I really liked doing the like lightning round type stuff uh, with Riley last week, so I think that I would. Fun. I'm going to ask you two to pull up your Discord window and type in Buzz. Oh, okay. here we go. Okay. And get fingers okay. on buzzers. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to start slowly revealing powers. Okay. If okay. you buzz in, you will stop. I will stop and call on the person to try and guess. And you only okay. get the one guess. Okay. 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 We're beginning and ending with anime clowns. <laughs> okay. So number one. Almost said the dude's name out loud like a freaking dingus. <laughs> number one. Damage reduction. Takes one quarter less damage from super effective moves. So there's a hint. Mm. Okay. Status effect inducement. Mm. Force field creation. What? Okay. Power mimicry. Oh, yeah. oh that's Stevie. Is it Mr. Mime? It's Mr. Mime. Oh, oh he's an anime character. <laughs> he is an anime character. Unfortunately, he's um, Ash's dad. That's canon. What? No. No, no um, it's not. Ash's, oh, mom yes. has a, Ash's mom has a pet, Mr. Mime, and it's just very weird yeah. because Mr. Mime is like a, is like a person. Yeah, because like Mr. Mime's like look like, like little, little guys. Just truly little guys. Who eats okay. out of a bowl on the ground. It's really weird. Maybe it's really weird. Okay, number two. This is not a clown, but this is from an anime that we have watched, okay? Okay. Okay. 
Immortality doesn't age anymore and will live on even after the end of existence. Super genius level intellect. Oh. Breaking the fourth wall. Okay. Uh, that's uh, Kostrak. I can't remember her damn name, <laughs> but the mad scientist from Tenchi. What's her name? <laughs> that would be Little Washu, yes. <laughs> Is, am I correct? Yes, yes, correct. correct. Okay, that's Little Washu. <laughs> Washu. I'm not going to forget that again. I couldn't remember her name, so I was like, I can't, I can't hit Buzz. I don't, I don't remember. Fuck. Um, let's see. So it's one-to-one -one going into the third question. Okay. Prepare yourselves. Okay. Ready. This is uh, this is also from an anime we've watched. Okay. Superhuman physical characteristics. Genius intelligence. Techno magical object via supercomputer. Smoke. Oh, yeah. oh that's uh, Stevie. Is it Ryoko? That's not Ryoko. What? Oh, Max, would you it. like me to continue? Give me one more. Okay, smoke manipulation. Wait. Oh. Vapor manipulation. Oh, I'm freezing. Wait, Water why am I blanking detection. on this? <laughs> <laughs> I'm giving up the point. I don't know who this is. Transformation, including accessory, cosmetic, and cloth manipulation. Okay, buzz. I'm buzzing in. <laughs> Cost track, yes. It's it's Sailor Mercury. That's correct. It's Sailor oh. Mercury. <laughs> I can't believe it took me that long, but for some reason, the vapor threw me off. That's what yeah. it was. I don't know if we've seen that. She did the vapor in one episode. Yeah, the bubbles, I was like, thinking bubbles and water, but yeah, yeah. No, it makes total sense. I okay. I was being a, a foolish. <laughs> Were you being a clown? A, a little bit. Okay. <laughs> Always. Two to one cost track going into number four. Okay. Prepare yourselves. All right. Superhuman physical characteristics. You're going to hear this one a lot. Okay. Self sustenance. Type one can breathe in space and underwater just fine. Astral projection. Duplication. What? Regeneration. Intangibility. Flight. Spoken! What? That's Kostrak. <laughs> is this Ryoko? This is Ryoko. Yes. <laughs> I couldn't remember the cloning, but the intangibility, the breathing in space when she's uh, over yeah. Tenchi and yeah. Hmm. Well, my thing was, I was like, wait, is this from some, is this somebody we've seen or is this like somebody we hadn't? So I wasn't sure. Oh, oh yeah. sorry. Well, I apologize. Yeah. Um, the, the non-clowns are all from anime we have seen. Oh, okay. 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 That's that helps. So that is Good the rule governing my, my strange behavior. Got it. Three to one cost <laughs> at the moment. Okay. Going into number four, prepare yourselves. Okay. Superhuman physical characteristics. I said number four, this is actually number five. Okay. True flight. True. High level magic. Continuous beam barrage. Purification powers. What? Healing. Healing. Okay. Transformation. 
shape-shifting with the use of a tool. <laughs> I, lo I love Ooh, these categories. Yeah. Costa? Uh, no, that's huh? uh, Stevie buzzed. Oh, that was Stevie. Okay, sorry. Uh, is it... Is it the Cabot? No, that's not Ryooki. Really good guess, though. Is that Ryooki? Oh, okay. I was like, okay. Good guess. Uh -huh. uh, Costrack, mm. do you want to steal? I have no more. Yeah, um, I'm gonna give the steal. Is it the is it the old man wizard from Outlaw Star? No, it was Sailor Moon. That was all. Oh my what? god! That was Usagi Tsukino, oh. folks. <laughs> I really thought shapeshifting with the use of a tool would. Well, I think see, the shapeshifting the threw me off, but. It's more of disguised self. Okay. Yeah, the the reason why I thought it was Ryooki is because you said shapeshifting with the use of a tool because I was thinking shape Ryooki turns into the spaceship Ryooki when Ryoko's mm. like jewels command them to. That's a That's good. Why I that, that. What, sorry. So yes, I, I you know it's my first try. Yeah. You're doing it's a your new best. game. So yeah, it's a new so everybody game. just everybody just get off my back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding about that. Okay, this is our last one, and okay. it is the final clown. The final clown <gasps> down. Oh. Count clown? The Damn. The final Costa clown. got these hands. Whew. Okay. Superhuman physical characteristics. Genius intelligence. Enhanced senses. Master hand-to-hand -hand combatant. Acrobatics. Enhanced fear manipulation. What? Weapon mastery playing cards. Oh. Transmutation oh. and adhesive manipulation. I don't Walking know. on walls. I don't know. Attack reflection. Limited no. illusion creation. Stealth mastery. <laughs> <laughs> You're making these up. No, I'm not. That's all I got for you, though. I what was the last know. one again? A stealth mastery. But I okay. want to highlight. I want to highlight weapon mastery, playing cards. Yeah. As well as transmutation and adhesive manipulation. Adhesive manipulation. I. I. Uh, Custrack. Yeah. I don't know. I, I mean, he. You could argue that he's a clown. Is it Gambit? It's not Gambit. <laughs> this was, in fact, an anime character. Okay, okay. I just, I, only, I have no idea who uses cards. The only thing I can think of is a character from Yu-Gi-Oh, but I'm not familiar with Yu-Gi-Oh mm -hmm. enough to know any of the characters in it. It says not from Yu-Gi-Oh. Um, okay, okay. Uh, think, you'd be looking hmm. to a shonen uh, combat anime okay. created. I think I know who this is, but I don't know their name. I don't know it at all. It's from the anime Hunter Hunter. Yep. Okay. Oh. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. That guy. I've never seen it. I've never oh, seen farts. it. Okay. Well, this Boo. is Hisoka Moro from Hunter Hunter. Oh. I, I have seen him and he looks like a real son of a gun. He's great. I love Hisoka. He's very, <laughs> very scary awesome. and evil um, and very cool <laughs> to watch on the TV screen. I like this game. That was fun. Costrek um, is the winner. Yeah. Congrats, Constrack. You did a good job. Great good job. job. Thanks. Good job. Uh, Thank you for playing this game with me. I'm, I was a little surprised you didn't throw in a, a classic Buggy the Clown for me. 
I knew that would It'd be, be a, too easy. A little too easy, I thought. Too, a little too easy. <laughs> so I swung the pendulum way too I am hard. I'm very proud of getting Mr. Mime. That was a good I'm very pull. Proud of that. I'm proud of you, Stevie. <laughs> for Mr. Mime. Mr. Mime is proud of you too. <laughs> Thanks. Um, Thanks. Just Mr. because Mime. I'm not your real dad doesn't mean you can't call me dad, you know? <laughs> I don't anyway. want to be your dad. I just want to be friends. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> uh, let's talk about anime, right? Does that sound yes, good? Yeah, do it. We yeah. watched two episodes of Trigun, and sure I think did. we enjoyed them. I, I enjoyed had a grand them. old time. Mm-hmm. Well, that's great to hear. So, uh, of course, if you were there with us, you watched them too. Episodes, two episodes of Trigun, three and four, and this is what happened. Episode 3, Peacemaker, opens on a very tense afternoon cocktail, over which Vash reveals to a new friend that he's looking for the famous gunsmith, Frank Marlin, who just so happens to be the aggressive drunk sitting across from him. Later that night, we learn that Frank never works on guns anymore, because his family was killed by a gun that he made. The next day, a low-rent goon claiming to be Vash the Stampede shows up in town demanding all of their cash. And after Vash and Frank debate the virtues of non-intervention, Vash steps in and precipitates a tense standoff. The entire town, armed with their Marlin specials, stand up for themselves against the goon squad. The episode ends with a big party, and Vash is reunited with his gun. In episode 4, Love and Peace, Vash blithely wanders into a tense hostage situation and gets captured. The hostages are Meryl and Millie, along with a local gambler who turns out to be the daughter of a land baron named Grim Reaper Bostock. Tensions are ready to boil over in the saloon, and outside the sheriff's mercenaries line up for the assault. At the appointed time, the kidnappers fall for the classic fake exchange with a bus full of armed psychopaths trick. Our heroes are out of the frying pan and into the fire. Vash steps in to cool things down and creates the perfect moment for Millie and the gang to subdue the mercs. Our kidnapper esposits the town's history, and Vash agrees to negotiate their terms. In the ensuing duel, Bostock is defeated but not killed, and the evil Sheriff Stan plays his trump card. But Vash and Merrill turn the tables one last time. In the end, Vash delivers the closest thing we're gonna get to a thesis statement. This world is made of love and peace. Nice. Nice. Excellent. Uh, synopsis. Very no. fun series of series of fun events to watch <laughs> yeah we get to see vash actually kind of like fight i put quotes around fight because he doesn't actually like ever like sh- well he does calmly break somebody's neck which i was like <laughs> um but you, you like he like steps into a conflict instead of avoids them in both of these episodes which was pretty cool to see yeah this feels um both of these episodes were their own little almost self-contained stories uh, which I know is is a big part of of Trigun, and I I think I enjoyed both of them quite a bit. I think I, I really liked that first one with uh, what was his name? Frank. Uh, Frank. Frank. Marlin. Yeah. And 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 the gunsmith. I I found that to be really fascinating, and I like that through these stories. I do with each one of them feel like we're learning and starting to get more and more of these hints about who Vash really is. And what it is that that makes him like yeah, this. Yeah, like what I like about um, 
episode three, um, what I wrote was that like the show, we're still, what we're seeing with episodes three and four, like we're really seeing, we were seeing it like also with episode two with the, with the water bear and all that sort of stuff. But like, I love how Trigun is, it's about Vash Stampede, but it's actually also about how Vash Stampede affects and is affected by the people of the world he's on. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. I and I like mm -hmm. how everybody in it, even Vash, I mean, obviously all the characters are relatable, but the ensemble is just really, really strong. And I like how it's set up, the story is always set up that Vash leaves with more than that he came with and the people also leave with more than what vash came with too you know which i think is really is really cool yeah you know because yeah. it tells shows you more about who vash is and what he strives for just through his actions which i really like same and and again at at odds with this like killer awful reputation that he seems <laughs> yeah, to have. Yeah, yeah. And like yeah. the comedy that comes out of this, the fact that the insurance people will not believe that he is Vash because he is the way that he is. The opening of episode three is my favorite because Meryl is literally like, I will not believe that Vash the Stampede is Vash the Stampede until I see Vash the Stampede. And then Millie's like, hey, Vash. And Meryl's like, nope, that's still not Vash. <laughs> like, just dead ass rejects reality for the sake of her own in, like personal narrative. I was like, you better, you better compartmentalize the hell out of that baby. She literally <laughs> says to Millie, he waved at you because you waved at him. Anyone would have done that. When Millie yeah. specifically went, hi, Vash. And he said, right. oh, hello. Right. <laughs> Just constructing our own realities right. here. C completely in denial about this. Super in denial. It's really funny to me. I I found that hilarious. Because she started doing it in like episode... I think she started doing it ep well, in episode one, truly. She started doing it at the beginning and she yeah, just walked. Yeah. It's like this long bit that she will not drop, which I find to be very funny. I, I do wonder how long they can yeah. I was just about to like, say Is that. this the whole show of her not realizing that this is actually Vash the right. <laughs> Oh, man. I also, I don't, okay. So I want to talk about how great the voice actor for Frank is. Like real quick, especially oh, at the brilliant. beginning of episode three, because mm -hmm. we are all actors, have been actors, act in some capacity on this podcast. I not on the podcast, but in general. Um, but to be drunk is really hard. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. There was and coherent. Go ahead. And every, coherent. I understood every word he said. Okay, okay. I'm proud of you because there was one point where he said something, and he was for me, he was absolutely unintelligible. I can't remember the point, but he slurred really bad, and I was like, "What? What did you, Frank? Frank, my dude?" <laughs> but no, he is wonderful. Wonderfully coherent, ninety nine percent of the time to my ear, a hundred percent of the time to, to Newlands. Amazing. Yeah, kudos to him. I mean, that's that's tough to do. That yeah. is that is real serious skill, and I'm certain that that took some time yeah. to really get right. Now that voice is used while <laughs> Frank sort of drunkenly assaults yeah. uh, Vash at the beginning that of this was episode. Very weird, and it's it goes on a little too yeah. long for my <laughs> yeah. like he he starts like asking Vash for a drink and then he latches onto him to the point where his legs are wrapped all the way around yeah. Vash who is like scrambling and trying to get away and being like no no stop this yeah. and a crowd is just the crowd forms them. now that's kind of funny that a crowd forms to watch this yeah and also that Meryl and Millie happen to be walking by and Millie's like we should really help and Meryl says it's none of our business and Vash is <laughs> is audibly shouting insurance girls please help me help, I know. help me 
I was like, damn, the bystander effect is so real. Look at it in it's action right there. Yeah. I just, I, I was just like, dang, I saw that. And I was like, I, I agree. I felt like it went on a little too long for me, but it was because it was just more like, okay, well, wh where do we go from here? From a, com from a comedy standpoint? <laughs> yeah. I was like, what is this? <laughs> it was funny. Like the first, like when he finally like glomped him completely, man, glomp. Do the kids glomp anymore? I don't know if the kids still glomp. This is an anime podcast. We're going to have to talk about glomping at some I know. point. Your kids. <laughs> to, to the kids glomping. This is that era, actually. Yeah. Oh, it is. It is. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, um, but, like, I was like, okay, a good glomp. But then it was like, it didn't go, like, anywhere else. And I was expecting, like, maybe, like, a peeling out of the person, out of Frank. But it didn't happen. But it was okay. No, no jump cut to Vash <laughs> buying him a drink. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. He agreed to it. On the subject of drinks, I like how uh, all of all of Kentucky bourbon just managed to make it into space. Mm -hmm. <laughs> or or after the apocalypse or whatever the fuck is happening. Yeah. Again, no idea what the setting is. I know. We had wild turkey. What else did we have? We took some screenshots. Old crow. Old crow. <laughs> uh, spelled C R O. Old crow. <laughs> okay. And then there was like a Scotch uh, I did one. see a Jim Beam in there somewhere. Yeah, I, think. I thought I did too. And you know, a lot of times in 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 anime, you'll see like the McBonaldization <laughs> of <Yeah>. of brands, <laughs> and they're not doing it here. They're just brazenly like, here are the names of these alcohol, yeah. even if we did misspell them a right. little bit, clearly on accident. Yeah. But I thought that was pretty cool. I was like, okay, Kentucky's repping. Let's go. You know, Outlaw Star had West Virginia Spaceport. Now we've got just Kentucky bourbon. Let's go. I loved that. It was so great. It was so dope. All of the anime creators in Japan listing off the states they know. <laughs> and whether they make alcohol there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Texas? Probably. I don't know. Jesus. <laughs> what? Houston. I don't know. Use it. This is, I thought, was... It was cool to see, like, the show developing a philosophy mm -hmm. also as yes. over the course of these two episodes. Like, we, it, it, the moral situation in episode three is a little complicated for, you know, a cartoon um, with, with Frank, who, you know, the town is so safe that they don't have to have a sheriff, but that safety came at the cost of, ultimately at the cost of Frank's family. Yeah, yeah the, the message is a little muddled here with the ideas of, like pacifism and equality yeah. against the side of maybe everyone should be armed. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Guns like maybe for everybody. In, in the modern perspective, the gun message isn't resonating so well. Yeah. But the you know, the sort of the equality piece and sure. I, I when I see creations like this and I, I can tell that even when there are stumbles or things that don't age so well, to me it is always heartening to see that there is conviction behind yeah. it. Yes, absolutely. And I feel like some animes or like some media you see and it's just like, eh, we're kind of like muddling our way through yeah. here. Well, I do feel like Trigun, as we move through, has something to say and totally. it has mm -hmm. something it believes. And, and I think regardless how the gun thing hits you, what it's really getting at is is that this whole episode is kind of about the bystander effect. And right. we have this funny joke yeah. about the bystander effect up at the front, but at the end, what saves the day is that all of the townspeople mm -hmm. say, you know, we're not going to get robbed by this guy. We're just yeah. not going to let it happen. Right. 
and then he can't fucking do anything about it or he tries to but they fuck him up or something yeah yeah they try oh, to yes they try to and it's like um oh no what it is that frank finger guns him in the yeah. back of the head frank yeah steps frank in. steps in. yes and i do love that reveal Me at the too. end where both frank and vash are completely bluffing yeah. and vash just has his finger in his pocket yep. and frank just puts his finger up to the back of this guy's yeah. head mm-hmm just a fantastic little reveal where Vash pulls his finger out of the pocket and they share like this knowing glance <laughs> of like, ah, same gun. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> it's like, yeah, while, and I think going back to like that whole thing where it's like, you know, while the message of this specific episode didn't age well, and it's just because of the way that society kind of went in the last like 20 years, that's literally all it is because mm. like, I, I understood the argument for, good guys with a gun scenario it's like it's a shame that you know that's not necessarily the reality that we live in um but i i like this ideal reality being posited but i like how the people who like the pressure of people being armed um you know kind of helped put those who didn't have who, who weren't armed in the position to be the catalyst to get these people to back off and i kind of like that that position too this this message is not about the no. guns. The guns were there. Mm-hmm. Uh, to Newland's point, this is absolutely about the bystander yeah. effect, and it's about these people standing right. up. And that's why that the message, and why this still, despite guns as they are, has aged pretty yeah. well, I think. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, everything you just said. Because it's still saying yeah, something. Yeah, because it is still saying something. Because it's like, you don't need necessarily a gun in order to protect yourself. Community can help protect you, for too. For sure, for sure, for sure. Yeah. Um, um, let's talk about Vash's shoe knife. Oh, yes. <laughs> uh, this shows up in both episodes. Didn't show up before. No. Very cool, I love right? It. I love Super it. Useful. Everyone should have a knife that pops out of the tip of your shoe. I shirt. also love how when he busted the flat tire, they all acted like they had been simultaneously been punched in the diaphragm. They were all just like, <laughs> Like they were, it did kind of completely fuck it, their like, plan it, immediately. It like all the money was in they there. They were so upset. <laughs> they did not have another no, car. They did not. The reaction was so big, though. It was like, oh my god, you don't have a spare in the in the trunk. I feel like the thing that's happening anytime I've in almost all of these episodes is that Vash is what happens when you get you're playing D anD D and you have like a level twenty legacy character running like level one campaign material yeah for whatever reason dodging bullets he's out here and he could i mean he could fucking unload on these guys and take them all out immediately but Mm -hmm. he's just challenging himself to use the fewest number of in-game actions possible to resolve every situation and just do the rest by like inserting himself strategically It's really interesting that way because understanding, I think, Vash as a, an extremely powerful gunslinger, I think all the situations we've seen him in so far could have been instantly resolved with some gun, with him oh, just yeah. pulling out yeah. his gun. But what I love about it is that since it's part of Vash's character to not use violence and actually yeah dis- totally, totally. A great greatly dislikes it right like we've he's talked about how and we see this in episode three when um the uh mayor right because the daughter the daughter is like the daughter of the mayor who was like a horrible person was isn't he the mayor but point is that's episode four no he's not the mayor he's just like he owns all the land in town. yeah 
Yeah, they call him the Earl. Yeah, I think. and so like when he shot in the shoulder, like Vash, like obviously yeah. burst into tears. But, but he also says in episode one that he doesn't like blood. Like so, he's yeah. he's has it's it's also like right that turns into the concept of like learning being really people who know how to fight avoid violence as often as sure. possible. And so I like how we see that that's an active choice that Vash makes is that he chooses to be nonviolent because he knows, you know, there's this, there's this implication that he knows how powerful he is and that he's more powerful than anybody who stands mm-hmm. up to him. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, which I, I think that's very yeah. cool. He would be kind of bullying these guys. <laughs> right. <laughs> if he actually started like attacking mm-hmm. them. Yeah. Straight out. And episode four is interesting too. Uh, it's kind of like a bottle episode. Mm-hmm. which I didn't expect. Max, you pointed out there's some like noticeable drop in animation quality for this one. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know I, what I, was... I'll post a couple clips and things like that, but really there was, um, it, it felt like the quality of animation, I don't know, you know, it could be a budget thing. They passed episode three, could just be that, you know, they, they didn't have the resources they had or the time they needed yeah. to, to do this, but there are, there's a significant in certain scenes drop off here where it's just like fewer frames and just the rotation of cells and, and 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 (laughs) some real shortcuts. You can tell that they were probably working on a tight deadline. Um, Under the gun, one might say. Oh, Oh, I did like the, uh, cavalcade of problematic bachelors that, um, the sheriff generated out of nowhere. Uh, yeah. Do, like, yeah this group of mercs um uh, i i said why do they all look like they were stitched together by dr frankenstein like three of them didn't even talk like three of them just groaned in various pitches and at least one of them had like ozzy osbourne's tongue or something i was like what is going on here is somebody please, please stop licking your guns <laughs> yeah. villains yeah. if you're trying to come off as unhinged yeah. licking your gun it's not the power play you think it's it not. is it's not but like i just it looks so weird the they have this like if i may like ps1 <laughs> energy <laughs> Like, they all look like they're built to optimize the number of polygons on a display. Like, there's the guy who's just an egg. There's the yeah. guy with, like, the big shoulder pads. That kind of thing. Yes. It was. They just, they they looked, they looked and sounded so ridiculous. I was like, they were like mercenaries, and they were like, and I was like, please stop. That's the worst um i'm also very offended that the rich the rich girl's name was miss stephanie um as that is my government name i was like she is a miss Uh becky at best and she she's doing me dirty that was offensive she she deserved number one i love the term government name (laughs) uh number two i completely agree i also did not like this character she was uh, very very annoying partially i i think that some of the line reads were did not come out great but also like just the character no a lot of the uh, maybe i just don't like hearing the word daddy that much <laughs> um just a personal thing um <laughs> would you have preferred zaddy costract <laughs> <laughs> no um, <laughs> so i, I want to go back a second with these these mercs because yeah. they burst in guns blazing and this is the one place where i think with episode four things got a little muddled for mm. me where i really loved episode three and episode four fell off for me a little bit because of stakes yeah. and because 
this is a show about you know pacifism and violence and equality and all of these things the fact that there are all these bullets flying and and nobody dies there, there it feels like there was no threat for so for example this guy he goes out to check the truck it turns out it's a trap. He gets shot in the back oh, and yeah. falls and, down. Yeah. And later and he's then fine. Vash walks over later. He's like, oh, you're fine. The bullet passed through. There's no blood. There's no hole. You're going to be fine. Oh, um, yeah. That's I, weird. Yeah, great. Right. Um, and like another guy shoots himself in the foot. We don't see any blood or anything. And like yeah. just stuff that just, I, I don't know. It felt a little floatier. Like the, the violence didn't have meaning. When in in the past, I feel like it. it yeah, has in this I show. agree with that because another another point where that happened was the. Are you talking about the bartender where like the guy with like the the submachine guns was firing us almost essentially point blank? Oh yeah, he fires and that around guy's his face. Head. He fires like completely around his head the entire time, and I'm like, well, that was also a waste of your bullets. There's no threat, no threat yeah. whatsoever. <laughs> like I was just like, yeah, okay, because um, the only and the only actual gunshot wound we see is the Earl getting shot in the mm -hmm. duel which i and he does bleed. a lot um what I, I did appreciate about that duel was that it was like it felt very much like an homage to like traditional spaghetti westerns oh totally yeah yes similar type of oh. conflict and everything yeah it was crunchy as hell and i loved that that was really really good and i agree with the muddiness of the plot because it took us forever to get to the point as to why these bandits were holding this shitty girl hostage <laughs> Like, like it's utterly <laughs> shitty girl hostage when in reality clearly because of the because clearly the the um the arrogance of her father like he, using her as bait is yeah okay i get it but like he was clearly so arrogant that it probably would have just been easier to just kill that guy even though he had a bunch of money because mm -hmm. that was the person they had beef with, yeah. you know, not necessarily mm -hmm. his daughter. But she was clearly being used as the next generation of rich people to be better kind of thing. And I was like, yeah, yeah she's still fucking Becky. I don't give a fuck. She sucks. Exactly. Yeah, that, that, <laughs> that never that never tracks. Yeah, for me. I think, you know, the thing here is there is a there's a really solid plot in this episode somewhere. I feel like with the idea of this guy who like the bandits coming to get revenge yeah. and not like the the twist and the shakeup. But I feel like again they kind of got lost in this because there is the rich man and his daughter, but there's also the secondary layer of the bad sheriff. Oh yeah. That I feel like like there's three plots here. Yeah. And really, I wanted to focus on this guy and his daughter and what he had done to these people and why they were coming back and, and you know, violence begetting violence in some right. way and like trying to, to reckon with that rather than sheriff bad. Yeah, because also we it felt as though, too, like with the sheriff bad thing, it's like we're also it's, it felt like they were trying to not necessarily have a similar a, like an anti story to what happened in episode two. We're like. The sheriff was trying to take down a person who was, you mm. know, was was taking advantage of the people um, uh, with Mary, Marianne being undercover. Um, yes. Yeah. 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 Um, but I was also like, well, you could just not have the plot since you've already explored this avenue. Like, like, I mean, but I guess it was also the worst thing we see him do is hire mercenaries. Yeah. And like, that's what any rich person would do. And why would a rich person know what mercenaries to hire if they don't hire him all the time? Of course, you'd go to a sheriff. I guess maybe it was to show now that I'm talking it out loud because I'm just speaking in absolute draft here. That's all I ever do um, is <laughs> I, don't, I don't think before I th thinking in this economy. 
Um, not on a podcast, no, surely. absolutely not. That's not what podcasts no. are for. At, see all of the white dudes with podcasts. No. No thinking involved. Um, but uh, no, I, I think that he was probably meant to be this like archetype of, mm. uh, of, of somebody with somebody propping up bad people in power, like willingly propping mm. up bad people in sense. power. Yeah. Um, but because he wasn't fleshed out enough and we didn't see how he was trying to gain or keep that proximity to power. Like there was moments in the dialogue where it was kind of like, I could kind of tell, like I was like, okay, maybe that's the point, but he had too much focus. Um, to like it was like it was like he wanted to like it was like the writers wanted him to not be in that trope but that's what he was that was his purpose like that's why he was there but they Mm -hmm. gave him too much stuff and it detracted from the actual plot which was you know violence begets violence and the cycle has to be broken by following like by by the next generation kind of thing really classic hat on a hat problem (laughs) Yeah. yeah yeah you know and the hats are good generally on trigun Mm hmm. I think you're cl- this year. If you're doing your classic old west send up, no, no one to stop putting hats on hats. Just the object yeah. lesson here. Yeah. And again, I'm not. I don't think this episode four was bad or anything. No. I think it was just, sure. as I said, much muddier than one, two, and three, which made it such a surprise. And I think why I've put such a focus on it. Um, but I, the show is trying stuff, and I'm enjoying it, and I really do love these characters i mean i i want to see more of vash and millie and and uh everybody yes the voice actress who plays meryl is one i so I, I i like to look up i love to look this stuff up the the website i use behind the voice actors is basically like imdb specifically for animation the voice actress who plays meryl uh dorothy fawn is okay. one of the few people on the show who's still working like really really consistently i wouldn't say few people but like of the main cast uh huh. Well, Johnny Young Bosch is here too. So what am I talking about? Say, uh, drop some of the, drop some of the. the okay. Yeah. Uh, Fire Emblem Warriors Three Hopes. She plays Mercedes von Martritz. I don't know if you guys are Fire Emblem heads. No. Not this guy. No. It's... She plays a character called Kie Kamado in Demon Slayer. Okay. Um, she's in I the Somnium Files, which is a pretty popular game. Uh, Seven Deadly Sins, Margaret Lioness. Well, there you go. Oh my God, she was in I Tenchi Muyo. Okay, oh, well, well, <laughs> put it on the list. <laughs> right. Here's the rest of the episode. There it is. There you go. Oh my God, she's a Dungan Ronpa. Oh, and JoJo's oh no. as well. What? She okay. better yeah. work. Yeah, she 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 is working. Unfortunately, Millie, the actress who plays Millie, is not as active anymore. Oh. Um. Johnny Young Bosch, though, I'm sure he's still kicking around. All day. All day, every day. Oh, yeah, he's still kicking around. What a voice Vash right? has, too. I feel it really, really captures the, like, the Bugs Bunny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, the goofy, True. just sort of, like, I'm bumbling about uh, telling jokes, and now I'm drunk. I've got a tie around my head, <laughs> and now I'm very serious. The shape of my face has changed, and I'm holding a gun. Right. Yep. <laughs> oh, even when he's serious, he has this kind of dreamy quality yeah. to the voice, you know, this kind of like head in the clouds type sound. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To speak to that a little bit, I love that the, the episode preview oh, yes. at the end of every yeah. episode is essentially him reciting a poem. I mean, really just like hamming it yes. up for the next episode. And I love it. I think it perfectly fits what they're going for. I just, for I love that he knows that he's a pretty boy, but he's also, he also 
knows that he's bad at being a pretty boy like um <laughs> like he tries to be like he's like i know that i'm pretty but he's also a horrid flirt and so he tries to like yeah. get by on his looks and everyone's like you're disgusting stop it that you're a weirdo you're bro. so weird <laughs> Why are you hot and weird in the bad way, in the cringe way? You're hot and cringe. Stop. <laughs> That's a bad combo. Bad combo. You should feel <laughs> bad. Yeah. Y'all. Also, stop trying to look up people's All skirts. All the time. That sucks. Stop trying to look up people's yeah, what skirts. Was, okay. What was uh. up with that? Calm down, bud. Yeah. <laughs> we were all disappointed by him in that moment. We're trying to sympathize with you as a we character. We really are. And you're being a lecherous, grossy, gross, gross. Stop it. No. Um, the one other thing, and this is like the smallest thing ever, but it was because I was like kind of doing two things at once um, when I was watching these okay. and taking notes. But the thing that just Careful. stuck out to me in both of these episodes was the unit of measurement. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I was... I Am I mishearing it's yards? yards? It's no. yards, it baby. It's yards. No, no, no. Yards. It's yards, not yards. I can't tell. I don't either. No, it's in the in the subtitles. They are called. They are units called yars. Y a r z. Okay. Okay. Because <laughs> a z. Yeah, it's a z. Sorry. <laughs> These are extreme units of yeah. measurement. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because uh, I was, I heard yards, and I was like, because I did, because in the in episode three, they were like, oh. So now I know that they're saying, oh, that's 4,000 yards away because my, my brain heard yards and I was like, bandits, that's only 2.3 miles, baby. That's not far. Yeah. You can walk they, that. Everybody in an plays hour. football. Yeah. I was like, you can walk that in an hour. I was like, this, the, the metric is killing me. <laughs> I was like, I can't do this. No, oh, they are, they are yards, yards. And I don't know how long that is. I, I didn't know it's, where to. You know what it is? I know how long it is. It's the length of a pirate shanty. Because it's a yar. Oh, my God. Oh. oh. <laughs> I get it. Okay. Godstack hates me a little bit now. Can we talk about how the villain in episode three is a pastiche of Matthew McConaughey and Spike Spiegel from Cowboy Bebop? Th th okay, thank you for putting it into words. I could not place him the spike seagull i cannot look at the jacket it. yeah look at the, the it's, jacket it's is spike. very spike spiegel but then he goes he goes all right all right all right a bunch and i was like nope <laughs> like who is this he guy? does say all right four times yeah. in a row he has he has dual gun lighters and an umbrella i would like that yes <laughs> i would like that gun lighter he has red tinted john lennon glasses <laughs> He's smoking. Who is this? He's got way too many things going on. The mustard dress shirt underneath the Spike Siegel coat. You know what's nuts? What? Character is not named. Perfect. Anywhere I can find him online. I love yeah, this. I could not. Good. Uh, I could not find a name of this guy. <laughs> <laughs> and he's uh, like the focal point. I'm going to call him Dwight Siegel. <laughs> Uh, because of the mustard shirt and the coat. Dwight Siegel. <laughs> oh, God. It was just a mess. It was just, it was ridiculous. Although I did like, on the, on, on the, on the flip side in episode four, I did like, since we had to have like, you know, the, the last standoff for the town, I liked how the anti-hero 
that was like the bad guy mm, like i liked mm-hmm. that anti-hero and like in episode four how like yeah you seem like yeah, he was a bad too. guy but he was because it was a whole vengeance angle so i was like okay this is a nice different it's nice that like you know all the villains that's the one thing that we've noticed i've noticed at least i can't speak for y'all but like one thing i've noticed is that all of the villains have been different Probably Western, you know, spaghetti Western archetypes, but they mm, they mm-hmm. have been absolutely different ones every time, and that's really refreshing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, you know, since we just come from Sailor Moon with the Monster of the Week format, and all the monsters were kind of the, <laughs> the same, same plan, same plan, and also almost not always the same abilities, but same objectives for sure. Yeah, yeah. Constantly named Jed and Bomb Jed. <laughs> Well, yeah, that's when they come come to the this weird desert planet to gather energy for Queen Beryl. <laughs> their name Jed. Uh, their name Jed. Yeah. <laughs> Jed's trick. <laughs> oh man! Just a bunch of Jed heads here. <laughs> if you're a Jed head too, uh, give us a shout out. Yeah, Jed. Jed. <laughs> um. I'm kind of out of things to say about these two episodes. They were good. They were. I'm, I'm running low. The they were tanks were getting empty. Uh, can, can I? Can we mention one last thing? And that is, please, um, Meryl's many guns. Yeah. Uh, at the end, uh, this is one of the things I really liked about episode four. Is this moment at the end where um, Vash is like very quickly giving Meryl these looks. And <laughs> giving her a signal later revealing that he knows that she is armed and he's gonna like create a distraction and she you know flies out with a cloak full of very tiny one-shot pistols yeah! <laughs> what a gimmick what a gimmick there's like an octopus situation going yeah, on. Yeah, she's just a little gun starfish. I'm, I'm fucking here for it, man. Let's fucking go. She's the opposite of Millie. Millie has one big gun. <laughs> that fires many bullets yeah. and she has many tiny guns that fire one wait bullet. i have a question about millie's gun is uh-huh. millie's oh, gun like those like those pens that have multiple inks in them because okay yeah she just shoots some she weird just, bullets. Like, shoots different things because she has like the she has like some bullets but then she has like the restraint the things like uh-huh. that like expand and, like grab people which i thought was very cool i like that a lot i did like that too mm-hmm. yeah creative weaponry and anime i'm here for it Shout out. I might have asked this last time, but are these standard issue for insurance agents? I mean, it's the Wild Wild West. Like, are they allowed to have these? Hey, maybe Bernardelli is just different, you know? I mean... I know. What part of their job requires killing? Well... Bernardelli... Insurance adjuster... Made guns. That's true. Oh, yeah, we did go over that. Bernardelli made guns. And insurance adjusters are famously uh, one of the many character archetypes that you'll see getting involved in all kinds of violence in um, <laughs> noir stories and sometimes yeah. in Western stories. Um, but like yeah. a lot of the famous uh, noir characters are uh, insurance adjusters as well as, you know, investigators and that sort of thing. That's true. That's true. Follow the money. Mm-hmm. Follow the freaking money, folks. <laughs> We're gonna bust this. We're gonna bust this show Heck wide yeah, open. Yeah, there we go. <sighs> Blow up this popsicle stand. I guess next week we're just gonna continue our nice leisurely stroll through Trigun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, five and six. Let's, let's do, do it. it. That'll get us up to episode twelve. Wow. Of After School Anime Club. And uh, if you have a, if you have, if you'll permit me, I was thinking we could uh, let the let the listener in on some plans for the future yeah. here. Yes. Yeah. Please. 
we all discussed turning the show into a kind of seasonally produced affair, um, which I think is a really good idea in terms of, you know, sustainability. Um, and uh, I was talking with some fo other folks on the network who were doing that same exact kind of thing. I think uh, after we do this round of Trigun, let's take one more anime and do three episodes. We'll call that a 15 episode season. And we can wrap up with a discussion on, you know, how far we've come, what we've watched in general, that kind of thing. Yeah, because yeah, I think that the chance for us to chew through some of these and talk about the era and the impact of these and how they relate to one another, I feel like there is a, a lot to discuss yeah. there that we do need a solid episode to really chew into. I agree. Oh, yeah. Uh, I haven't thought about too much about what comes after Trigon. I know we've been bouncing a lot of ideas around, like Gundam Wing. I, I think. Yeah. I think <laughs> I don't want to return to a series in, in the yet. same season we debuted. So as much as I'd like to return to Tenchi, we'll get back to that later. Yeah. So you know, if you're if you're listening to this, it's too late <laughs> to request what the next anime <laughs> is. But you know, um, maybe if I psychically put out there that I'd like you to get in touch about it, you'll do it. <laughs> Let's see. I'm like, I'm trying to anticipate our I'm needs. trying to think if yes. there's like something from this time period. It like there's a genre that we haven't like done yet because we've done Magical Girl. We've done technically we've done now two space westerns. We've done a mm -hmm. harem. I'm trying to think what else we haven't touched because my DJ and mine was immediately like Escaflone. And I'm like, girl, that's a mech in space. Mechas, 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 <laughs> mechas. Yeah, it's true. Uh, we, we've done space, but we've not done a true that's mecha true. yet. Is it time for Gundam <laughs> Wing? <laughs> do you want to do Gundam Wing, Kostra? Sound off in I've the chat. I've never watched Gundam oh, Wing, man. and I know it's very it's, good. It, it's, fucking, it's really well It's an excuse for me to watch a very good <laughs> it anime. Is, it's, very, it's very good. I, I would go back and watch it to see what I thought. As, as like little me, like what she thought was like serious anime, because I bet you it's melodramatic <laughs> as hell, you know, like I bet you it's so yeah, fucking yeah, melodramatic yeah, yeah. now. <laughs> maybe it is. Maybe. I don't... That's the gift that we give to ourselves. Yeah, maybe. I mean, also it's about child soldiers, so maybe it's not that melodramatic. <laughs> so. Um, one of the main characters from Gundam Wing was, last thing I'll say, was one of, was listed under famous anime clowns during the search that I did prior to this episode. <gasps> oh, right. That's right. I, There's a clown? Yes. Troa is in fact a clown. Yeah, Troa Barton. He's he is found literally, in the he is a clown. Yes. He's literally a clown. Yes. Huh. Why are there so many anime clowns? <laughs> clowns are great. I love clowns. Send, send them in. Send in the clowns. Yeah. Send them in. <laughs> send them on Come in. Come on. Clowns, just come on down. Bunch of funny guys who like I to hate to laugh. break it to you all, but they're already here. <laughs> Welcome <laughs> to the anime club. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right, I'm gonna do the ending bit. Okay. <laughs> Ding dong. <laughs> Thank you.
And that bell means this episode, or rather this meeting of the After School Anime Club has come to a close. We are so glad that we got to spend this time with you. Thank you so much for listening to the to this uh, silly little podcast. If you'd like to follow us on Twitter, you can at Anime Club Pod. I'm at Max Newland underscore Stevie. Uh, how about you? I can be found on Twitter and on Instagram under the handle A-Smattering on both platforms. Uh, Max, how about you? And you can find me on Twitter. It's at Max underscore attacks, like the verb. Um, you know, tell your friends about po- Anime Club. It would be so nice if you told please, your friends about please, Anime Club. Please tell It, it would please. also be so nice if you told your friends to leave reviews for Anime Club. Mm-hmm. Give us that five star. Uh, give us a rating. Give us a, a, a recommendation. Write some something in there. And if it's funny and there's no chicken-headed shit, you'll hear me saying it. How does yeah. that sound? Do it. Hopefully good. Sounds great to Do me. It. I think it sounds, sounds great. Sounds great to me, Newland. It's a deal. I think it's okay. a pretty solid one, actually. Everybody wins. Everybody wins. And you know what they say when everybody wins? Hmm? Nobody loses. <laughs> That's the message I'm leaving you with. Love and peace. We'll see you at the next meeting. <laughs> You know, Tony? What's up, Roma? I want to learn about a lot of shit. But, uh, well, Roma, you don't you don't have the time to learn all of the shit. There's too much shit. No. But you know what? What? You could learn more shit in very quick ways. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, got, you got a lot of friends, and your friends know shit. And your friends, <sighs> they could probably just yell shit at you in like 30 to 45 minute intervals. And then you can acquire an approximate knowledge of all of the shit, and then you could know all the things. But, but how? I don't know, probably like a podcast format. You know what? Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> you can listen to the Hyperfixation anywhere that you listen to podcasts, thanks to the Moonshot Network, and acquire your new Hyperfixation with me. 